0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this Chargers podcast. I am your host, Fernando Ramirez, joined side-by-side, like always, my man, Lorenzo Neal, number 41 on the field and number one on your heart. Lorenzo, how are we doing on uh, on this beautiful day?
1: You know what? I am doing absolutely legendary. The weather's great. It's beautiful. Great Easter. So much to be thankful for. So excited. So excited about the upcoming season. So excited about all the different things that are happening around the National Football League, man, Fernando, it has been just on point, on fire with so many things happen. It's going to switch the board, and and I think that you know exactly what I'm talking about. You look at the Jets, where they were drafting, and think about the quarterback position in general. The musical chairs, let them begin. Sam Darnold leaves the house. Who would have thought, Fernando? Who would have thought this guy gets traded? And you're talking about now trying to bet to try to bet who's going to be the top cor- top couple quarterbacks? I tell you what, do we have something that people can go out and bet on, bet and find out where they think the quarterback, who's the next quarterback to be traded or moved away around?
0: Before I talk about that, Lorenzo's been trying to come after me because I've been getting him lately. So he got me today. I'll let him do that. Um, NCA tournament <laughs> just NCA just tournament just happened. Basketball is in full swing man i mean the nba playoffs are just around the corner is lebron gonna be able to make it back is anthony davis gonna make it back andre drummond uh hurt his his uh toe his nail got ripped off are the lakers gonna be uh ready for that championship run if you believe they are man bet online is a place for you bet online covers awards tv shows and reality tv bet online has hundreds of props with real-time odds and almost anything you can imagine and of course they have a 24-hour online casino head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit that's BetOnline.ag. that's
1: right you gotta, gotta, love,
0: can it. Can can gotta love it gotta love it but lorenzo you were talking about it and i mean this is This was a bombshell. I mean, honestly, and for some time, you had been wondering, would the Jets move Sam Darnold? Are they getting a quarterback? Lorenzo, you and I have spoken about this, and we said the Jets are the team that could mess everything, throw everything for a frenzy. And yesterday, they did when they traded Sam Darnold to the Carolina Panthers. So now it is basically almost blinding that we know that the – New York Jets will be taking a quarterback, and most likely, it will be um, it will be Zach Wilson of BYU. Hey, things can change. Things can change, obviously, but that's where it looks like it's headed. Yeah, it does. Look, it's going to
1: be number two off the board because we know that you know who's there uh, next. Sala is the head coach, and he knew that you know where was he at prior to that. He's in San Francisco, and the Niners—they love this young man from BYU. The Niners have very, very high hopes for this young man, and so now, Sala drafting at number two, saying, you know what? I don't have to evaluate. I know that if I know that uh, I, if I know that my coach, my head coach Shanahan, loved him, I'm going to grab this guy and now put them in a situation where they're going to have to go elsewhere. But look at the Niners—they jump up, they trade a bunch of. They give away a bunch of trade capital. They give away two first rounds to go up to number three to draft, you know. So they're definitely going to get in the quarterback position as well. So, yeah, without a doubt, this does a lot. It tells you what what, what the Jets wanted to do. But it also tells you, too, in Carolina, Teddy Bridgewater, you know, uh, probably no longer going to be there or maybe going to be fighting for position. So you're going to have two quarterbacks that, you know, that haven't had really a a fair chance a a a true chance to be a a dominant starter so now you have teddy bridgewater and sam Darnold gonna be battling that out in carolina
0: so i guess the panthers did give teddy bridgewater uh permission to seek a trade it'll be interesting to see if he can find one i mean looking around um, houston maybe i mean there's there's not a lot that you can really look at and you know it's funny is carolina all and i mean Kudos to Teddy Bridgewater because he's he stayed level-headed and everything. But this whole time, Carolina's been in on Russell Wilson. They've been in on Hugh on uh, Deshaun Watson. So it's going to be really interesting to see the way they kind of put this together. Now that they have Sam Darnold, I I'm one of the few that actually thinks that Sam Darnold has a lot of talent. Now he goes back and he's reunited with Robbie Anderson. Robbie Anderson was his receiver. When they were with the Jets, Robbie decided to sign last season with Carolina making huge money. Now they're back together. Carolina has an up-and-coming defense. They have uh Matt Rule at as their head coach, who used to be the Baylor um head coach. So it's gonna be really interesting to see the way they put this together. And I think, Lorenzo, if I'm not mistaken, you're a you're a Sam Darnold guy, right?
1: Yeah, I, I do like Sam Darnold. I think the kid can throw. I think he throws a nice ball. I think he's going to be a starter in this league. I think that he has a lot of potential. But with that being said, I think that the situation Teddy Bridgewater, like you said, is not going to probably find you no know, one a team that's going to trade uh, for him because you know just a lot of those seats have been taken. Unless it's you know the Texans because of what everything is going on with Deshaun Watson. But if not. God, if you're the Carolina Panthers, you're in good shape. You got two quarterbacks that are pretty good that can get things done that can go out and play at a high level. So the Carolina Panthers, you know, depends on which quarterback, which, you know, and you're gonna know because guys are gonna watch that practice. They're gonna see these two. So you got two quarterbacks that can, you know, that could possibly win. So you're in a situation where you're a Carolina Panthers, you're in good shape because if some a quarterback, someone gets hurt during the season, you got a couple bargaining chips that you can, you know, throw around.
0: Lorenzo, when, when you were in the league, um, did you – could you tell right away if a high-draft pick – let's just go with a quarterback. If a high-drafted quarterback, could you tell right away if they were good or not uh, when you guys got on the practice field or training camp?
1: I think that you see some signs, you OTAs, because when you get to training camp and you go see some of the mini camps you go to, you get to see some of the young quarterbacks and get to watch them, some of the things, how they uh, go through the processes. So you, you get a feel of what they can do. But you never know how good they really can be to the game. You know, you watch them go through process. You go watch them go through quarter, you know, um, playing and practice, and they look good and making throws and doing things that look good. But then once the game comes, it's a different game. So sometimes, yeah, you had guys. I've had guys like Achilles Smith, you know, play with me in Cincinnati. You know, had guys, you know, you had Philip Rivers come in, but you knew that, you know, this guy was going to be okay, even though he looked nasty because of his arm the way that he threw the ball. He threw the ball absolutely nasty to release. But you had a guy in, in, in Drew Brees that was going to be, you know, that was there. A guy in Drew Brees that you knew that was going to have him in a situation where he's going to be okay because, you know, Drew's there. Um, I think another place that I had a guy is Joey Flacco. Came in, Joey, from Delaware with the, with the Ravens. It wasn't that I knew that he was going to be a great quarterback. You knew that he could be an okay quarterback because of the fact that the guys that you had around him, when you had a Ray Lewis and a, and, you know, and, and one of the best safeties ever to play, you know, who that is, Ed Reed and T-Sizzle, T sizzle, Terrell Suggs, you had a defense like that. And then you had a, you know, a running back, you probably knew was pretty good at that time, Laron Le- uh, McClain and also Ray Rice. You had some decent players on that team. So he didn't have to go out and be dominant. He just had to go out and manage football games because you had a lot of talent. So, um, so if he was one of those guys that had that. So I've been fortunate to see some great guys come in and play with some great guys. Also, before, You know, seeing some guys that are just uh, that's been a bust that hasn't didn't have it. That wasn't, you know, a guy that, you know, went on to be a, a Hall of Famer and, and the greatest, you know, some of the greatest quarterbacks. So you, you have to be lucky. You have to be in a great you have to be in the best. You have to be in a good system. You have to be around the right people in order sometime for you to have success
0: yeah no i, I agree 100 it's funny because last year i was kind of tricked a little bit i mean we saw justin herbert in practice and stuff during training camp and he was okay i mean he he was making some good throws some throws that he made i mean i was just surprised but then he goes up against the first team uh off a defense and melvin ingram picks him off right away and runs it back for a touchdown i mean We never saw, this is the thing though, we never saw Justin practice with Keenan Allen, with Mike Williams, with Hunter Henry. We usually saw him with the second or third team offense. So it was one of those things where it's like, okay, well the talent's not gonna be there around him, but it was I thought the Chargers were just trying to keep them away from us seeing them so that we wouldn't go out and report, oh, hey, Justin Herbert is looking incredible. Cause I mean, there was one day, Lorenzo, where I put out a story saying Easton stick was the best quarterback of today. Tyrod Taylor had thrown like two or three interceptions. Justin had kind of thrown two, and then uh, Easton had thrown three touchdowns. So, I mean, it was one of it was one of those things where uh fans, I mean, fans weren't able to be there in the stands and stuff. So fans were like what is going on at chargers training camp like why is easton stick the better quarterback out of the three but i think sometimes uh you can fall obviously and, and think about it and you're like maybe overthinking it but but justin literally when he came out against kansas city i was like oh wow okay like he showed some stuff carolina i got a little hesitant i was like uh, like he just did not have a good game then he goes against tampa and he throws four three touchdown passes against tom brady and he almost beats tampa and i'm like wow if lorenzo they had three games where they blew big leads if they beat new orleans they beat uh tampa and they beat um denver and all three of those games justin had a great game it was just the defense suffered a lot of injuries and then obviously um and obviously uh they had some some miscues on offense i i felt like at times and i'll i'll be honest i felt like at times they took the they They took their foot off the gas and that's just not how you win in the nfl and it's kind of been a thing where i i don't know if if you agree with me lorenzo but i felt like sometimes with north turner it kind of happened like that they would sometimes do that then with mike mccoy i mean they've just felt like at times they were up 20 or like they would be up 10 10 14 points and he really would take the foot off the gas and then with anthony lynn i felt like it happened a lot too but we're literally talking about they were what seven and nine last year three more wins you're talking about a 10 and six season possibly playoff spot so i mean it, it just could have been a different season for them but but definitely i i think moving to let's go to justin herbert again though to me lorenzo it feels like this draft is going to be very quarterback heavy at the beginning i think possibly we could see four quarterbacks taken uh right away i think Trevor Lawrence is going first to Jacksonville. Zach Wilson will probably go to B uh, to BYU. He's just from BYU. Um, he's Jets, possibly going go to go to yeah, exactly. He's going to go to the Jets. Thank you for the assist. Uh, I don't know what San Francisco's doing, man. I'm I, hearing Mac. I, I, I'm, I'm hearing Mac there? Jones, I, but I Mac think it's going to end up Mac,
1: Mac Jones. I heard. I, I'm hearing. I know Lombardi has him that's saying that. Hey, he loves him, Mac Jones. You know. I think he likes Justin Fields. <laughs> lombardi loves him but i'm gonna tell you right now it's it's phil's you look at this kid I from ohio so state he throws the leap ball he can do some things that you want to see a young man do i don't see i don't see the niners going out no. at- jones is a guy to me you you're you, if you're moving to move away from if you're willing to move away from jimmy g don't you think if you ask which guy's more comparable mac jones, would it seems, be mac, yeah, jones?
0: mac jones seems exactly the same as Right. Jimmy G. I mean, the, the only thing is Jimmy G's uh, a little injury prone, but yeah, I, I think it's going to be Justin Fields. And it's funny because some of the stuff that's been coming out about him is a little, well, no, it's not similar to Justin Herbert last year, but I just remember all this stuff coming out about Justin Herbert last year. He's, uh, he's an introvert. He's not a leader. He's not this. He's not that. Then you talk to the Chargers players, and he's, they're like, dude, he's been taking little steps here and there. I think Justin knows when to lead, and I feel like Justin knows when to really get the bull by the horns. I know, I know he knows how to do that. So, And it was evident this year with some of these games. Uh, see, now here, here's where it goes, Lorenzo. Now we shifted. Now the madness starts with Atlanta. What right. is Atlanta going to do? There's rumors about them trading down. There's rumors about them taking Trey Lance from North Dakota State. That's another intriguing name, Lorenzo. Trey Lance out of North Dakota State. There's a lot of talk about him, and he's barely played any games. And it's like, obviously, you never want to compare two players from the same school. Because, I mean, you could look at Carson Wentz and be like, "Eh, I don't know if I like him. But I don't think think Atlanta's going to get off of I think you're going to give Matty Ice another – I think you just – Well, uh, the reason why I feel like this might happen is because I know Trey Lance needs two – years. I think I think you need a Phillip Rivers him or Aaron Rodgers him and sit him two years and really let him learn behind – because you know what's funny? A lot of people discredit uh, Matt Ryan, but I feel like he could be a very good teacher when it comes to helping a young quarterback out. So and not I... I... –
1: yeah, go ahead. No, not just that. And he's and he's tough. He's yeah. really tough. He's been. Matt Ryan, you think of Matty Ice, dude. Everyone talks about him. And I think, you know, just like Herbert, it was a tough kid. Everyone said, God, these, can these guys lead? Or they have that leadership in seeing how tough they are. Look at Justin Herbert. You see him running over guys. See the physicality. Matty Ice is a tough guy, too. And you know what? With Easter, you know, this Easter spring's getting ready to jump off and the sun's starting to come out, the lights, you know, sometimes it's sunny. You want to make sure, man, that you want something that's doable, too, just like Matty Ice, just like tough quarterbacks like, you know, who we have there in L.A. But I'll tell you right now. What do we got man on on the agenda don't we got some pretty tough sunglasses
0: out there that man, can keep you're, you you're oh. really you're really trying to get go for three for three today so i'm 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 on to you uh you know what I, it's funny because i i really am a sunglass guy like i need them to be legit i can't have any scratches on them i need durable ones because i mean i'm i'm moving i'm doing all kinds of stuff and sometimes like i remember one time man my sunglasses fell in between the door And where the door like basically closes i close the door and i hear a crack and i'm like crap it's my sunglasses and yep lo and behold i was pissed off the night the rest of the day but let me let me throw something new at you they're called Kenon sunglasses they're made exclusively with polarized lenses for optimal clarity they're made with japanese optics that make their lenses clear lighter stronger and then they're italian handcrafted frames that are impossible to scratch. That sounds beautiful to me, Lorenzo. So here you go. Use the exclusive code Canon Cast15. That's K-A-E-N-O-N Cast C A S T 15 at kanon.com to receive 15% off your first pair. That's canon cast fifteen. Canon, clearly better. i they, love they are
1: definitely. Uh, You know what? That was awesome, Fernando. I love that transition, talking about tough, talking about durability. K-9's got you covered. These glasses are durable. You and I, we're gonna be rocking them. We'll be posting some stuff on on the IG and on the Twitter, letting them see our canons and see us rocking them. A Little durable, you know us. We're always on the go. Yesterday, other day, you're freaking at the Padres game, you know. Yep. You know, you throw on some shades, throwing some nice glasses. But how many times, you know, boom, you sit down, bam, you break them. They, they fall, they're scratched up. These are doable, The you know state of the line technology. So I, I'm excited about them too. So Fernando, we got, got we got our listeners covered.
0: They, they got to be as as durable as those guns Lorenzo Neal carries around on. He calls arms.
1: I don't know about that. That's kind of stuff. I don't know. I don't know. We gotta have to do. We're gonna. I'll we're put them in that bicep and see if I can break them or not.
0: <laughs> but you, you, so basically, now talking about kind of the quarterback landscape in this draft. I mean, we're talking about it. I just, I love the quarterback position, Lorenzo, and I've never played it, but I just think it's a, it's a great position to kind of look at. I think really all five quarterbacks might be taken in the first 10 picks. I I just think that if Atlanta really does go Trey Lance, I think there's going to be somebody that jumps up to try and get Mac Jones and not because they think that Mac Jones is the best quarterback for them or the, for their franchise, because I think teams sometimes panic Lorenzo and they get a little crazy and they're like, oh crap, you know what? It's one quarterback left. Boom. And they go up and snatch him. So I think a team could panic. I don't know if a team like Denver would, would go after Mac Jones. I know that Denver has some holes on that defense. They have holes on their offensive line, but they really need a quarterback, Lorenzo, and they have a lot of weapons. And I know Drew Locke, everybody talks about Drew Locke, but I'm still not sold on him. I'm really interested to see what Denver's going to do. Denver can really go a million different ways in this draft, but it's going to be interesting. I, what, what, how strong do you think this quarterback <laughs> class is, Lorenzo? Honestly, this is a
1: strong quarterback club, Fernando, like we're alluding to. You're talking about the importance of the quarterback position. We understand this is a quarterback-driven league. And so the Denver Broncos, yes, and they do have Drew Locke. We understand he's not maybe the guy that is going to be the guy of the future. So I think that they're in that situation as well, like like. A team that you're talking about like Atlanta, Atlanta has a guy in Matty Ice that get hold a guy down. Is Locke good enough? Is Drew Lock good enough to hold it down for a year? I don't know. I don't know that. So the difference is Matty Ice is not going to look over his shoulder that first year. You're not going to bring a guy in that can be, come in and take Matty Ice uh, position because Matty Ice is a veteran. He can read defenses the things that he brings to the table is unprecedented even though they're going to go in a new direction. so. Maybe Denver looks and says, can Locke hold it down for a year, but is this young guy going to push him and want this young guy to throw him in there? And if you do throw him in there, is he going to be ready to answer the bell? Is expectations going to be set very, very high. Now, you can get a young quarterback and put them on a team like the San Francisco 49ers. And you think about the type of defense and the type of running game that they have and Kyle Shanahan's system. They can still go to the playoffs. I'm not saying win a Super Bowl, but they still can be that good because you have that type of talent around. Does, is Denver that good offensively, collectively, defensively, collectively? They may be close. They may be close that if you can get a guy that can come in and be a game manager, a la when we talked about quarterbacks, a la Joey Flacco, what we were able to do in Baltimore and just go to the AFC Championship, didn't get in the Super Bowl, but Joey Flacco was good enough for us to go out and win games and because we had a good defense and we could run the ball.
0: Do you do you feel like um do you feel like the the landscape of the NFL is about to change with all these young quarterbacks because literally in the AFC my god you have Justin Herbert, you have Patrick Mahomes, you have Josh Allen, you could potentially be adding Trevor Lawrence, you have Lamar Jackson. You have all these like you just it it just feels stacked and then zach wilson is coming into it i mean it just feels like the afc is very stacked the nfc is going to get some playmakers too but lorenzo when when we talk about you're talking about justin fields potentially going to to san francisco now have what do you think about the whole wildcat thing in the sense of jimmy g's our starter let's let's get him to go out there but what have you thought about when court when they bring in quarterbacks to kind of I don't know. Do run plays or throw plays or stuff like that. Like some, like if you have your obviously, he. I know. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying.
1: I know what you're saying. Like the, I look at a guy like Lamar Jackson. I don't think that's sustainable. Here's the, I think the guys, I think the guys, phenomenal athlete. I don't know if Lamar Jackson, they they're gonna have to they're gonna have to get away from that. You can't, he can't play this for five years. He's got a five to six year window, and then he's gonna break down because he takes the hits and the things that you ask him to do, to be a part of that run game. So this is not the type of sustainable type of football. So I don't look at Justin Fields as this situation where they're going to be option off. It's going to be a read. It's going to be the boot. I think that he can throw the ball. You watch Fields throw the ball downfield. You saw his long ball. You see the accuracy and threats he has. What you do, though, now, you look at San Francisco. They're predicated on a stretch, a zone read team. So now the quarterback is stretching, so he runs to get to a perimeter. And the running back is slow to the hole, and then he's fast through. And you had a guy, Raheem Mostert, these guys that can hit it, and they're one cut. So your offensive linemen, they're running. They turn their shoulders, drawing them to the sideline and watch them, and they're running. So the defense has to start moving laterally. They can't necessarily penetrate a field. So once they move laterally, they try to reach them. Now, if they get reached, now the running back has to push. Now he pushes, and he gets to that hole because they've reached. So now the defense has to flow. Now the backside linebacker, his job is to cut off. So when you have a guy like Fields that can do the stretch and have those type of success running the ball, now you're going to have that bootleg. So now when you boot off of that action, if the end is collapsing because he wants to cut, cut, take away the cutback for the running back and the quarterback fills it and he keeps the ball in boots, now you have problems. Now Fields becomes a double threat. He can look down the field because now the tight end is dragging. You have a deep seam backside. So now the safeties in the secondary and the linebacker, they're in a, they're in a pickle. They're in a conundrum because if they come up, because now Fields has the ability still to run. So if he takes off and run, now they got to come and get him. If they think if, if they stay on the receivers, if you, don't, if you say, I'm thinking he's going to run, you come up and get him, now he throws the ball over your head. So when you have a quarterback like Fields in the type of Cal Shanahan's offense – with all the movement and how it stretches you, it forces you to stay home. That's why backsides become front side and the front side becomes the backside. When you have an offense like that, it forces defenses to stay home. Cause if you don't stay home, you're going to get hurt. It causes defenses a lot of problems, especially if you have a mobile type of quarterback that Fields is, but you got to have a guy that can throw the ball. And I think Phils can throw the ball. If it's just a running quarterback, I don't think it's sustainable, but I think that it's sort of like you look at Seattle when they could run that zone and that boot and Russell Wilson, what he could do on the outside and on the perimeter. I think San Francisco is looking for that type of guy, because if you look at the rest of the division, look at where Calamari is, look where they have, you know, they went out and got another quarterback. They might have the worst quarterback in that division.
0: Yeah, no, I completely agree. I feel like I learn a lot on this show every single episode, just listening to you talk and and just the way you break everything down so honestly i feel like i'm i'm with coach lorenzo sometimes but (laughs) another thing i learned about were sunday scaries lorenzo um (gasps) you know sometimes i i I, it's it's tough for me because i'm and you're the same way lorenzo we move around a lot we got a lot going on through the day we don't relax well uh we have crazy lives just hard to shut off. I mean, it's hard for me to shut off my brain and just relax. There's times where I'm in bed and I'm just like looking up and getting all antsy and stuff. Cause I know I have a million things to do the next day. So I did my homework and found out about Sunday Scaries, which are delicious and vitamin-boosted CBD gummies. You know, it's funny. Growing up, I mean, my mom had me on those Flintstone vitamins, all that stuff. And I take it as a dessert, Lorenzo. I mean, honestly, some of these gummies are so good, you take them as dessert. So uh, they've become a a must-have in my daily routine. And they just chill me out for about 20 minutes, basically, er, in 20 minutes. Basically, they help me take the edge off so I can maintain my composure and live scare-free. And uh, I so, Lorenzo, right now, I got you with a 25% promo. Visit sundayscaries.com and use my promo Believe, B-L-E-A-V, for your discount. That's the promo code Believe for 25% off at sundayscaries.com. They're effing amazing, and you won't regret joining the squad.
1: Well, hey, brother, I can't wait to get my gummies. I'm glad that you have the Sunday fun days and it gives you this Sunday scaries. And, you, and you know, because there's so much people are so always, you know, tight tense and they're just sometimes you're just uncomfortable you might have bills you might have family problems different things that are going on and these gummies it's the way you're talking about them you know Fernando about how it gives you a sense of calm has let you you're able to rest you're able to get good night's sleeps with these you know with these gummies these uh, gummies I can't wait to get them I'm gonna definitely use your code because I'm telling you there's a lot of people that are looking for peace and serenity and want a good night's sleep so if exactly. you're telling me these gummies are that good, If you tell me a duck could pull a truck, Fernando, I might as well shut up and hook him up.
0: I love it, Lorenzo. And you know what? I have one quick last topic to talk about, and that's we talk about the draft and everything coming up. I mean, obviously, the the New York Jets have just – the New York Jets, the Miami Dolphins, San Francisco, and Philadelphia have thrown us off for a loop. But now the Chargers are obviously selecting at 13. Yesterday, Lorenzo, I got to talk to Panay Sewell from Oregon, the left tackle. He's only 20 years old, Lorenzo. He ran, he weighs 330 pounds and ran his 40 in 5.09 seconds. So the kid is athletic. He took, he took last year off and I asked him, I'm like, straight up. I'm like, the last time you played, uh, you played in a, in a competitive game, Justin Herbert was your quarterback. What would it mean for Justin to be your quarterback for years to come? And Lorenzo, he got a twinkle in his eye and I saw something and, and people were asking him all kinds of questions have you talked to this team have you talked to that team when I mentioned the Chargers you could see a little twinkle in his eye and he's like man playing blocking for Herb you're talking about uh you're talking about a dream honestly if I got to play with him it would be a dream come true Lorenzo I don't know about you but this yeah. sounds like a match made in heaven for for both the Chargers Panay Sewell, and Justin Herbert.
1: I think it would be a match made in heaven. So you really believe that the quarterback position is going to be such a run that you think it's possible and yet probable that this young man Sewell is going to be there for the Chargers taking?
0: I think Cincinnati is going to control that, Lorenzo, to be honest. I think if Cincinnati does go Jamar Chase, because in my opinion – Cincinnati needs to protect Joe Burrow. We saw what happened last year. You can't get greedy and think, oh, we need a receiver. So in my opinion, I think they need to go They need to go offensive line. I think they're going to go Jamar Chase. And if Cincinnati goes Jamar Chase, you're going to see a huge scramble because there's going to be some teams that need offensive line, but they're going to look at Kyle Pitts. They're going to look at the other receivers left on the board and you watch, there's going to be a run on receivers. Micah Parsons, linebacker from Penn State, might go. So Panay might be – if Panay gets to the Dallas Cowboys at 10, I wouldn't be surprised if the Chargers jumped up and grabbed him. I just think marketing-wise for the Chargers, it'd be incredible because both Panay and uh, – you. so from what I've heard, Lorenzo, speaking to some people who live in uh, – or who have been to Eugene, Oregon, Eugene, Oregon is now a Chargers is, – is a little bit of a Chargers town now. Man, if you get two ducks on your team, Panay Sewell, and you get Justin Herbert, man that that's <laughs> gonna be a legit Chargers town now. I mean, that yeah. thing is gonna get crazy.
1: I mean, you you gotta realize it is not a char- it is definitely a Chargers town. Think about how many of the great ones came out of there. You're not, you're forgetting about my man Dan Fouts.
0: Dan, oh think yeah. About-
1: Dan Fouts, the greatest, arguably the greatest Charger quarterback, because he played so long there. Him and you could probably argue him and Philip Rivers is those are the two guys that had the longest tenure there. Um, Drew Brees, of course, a Hall of Famer, but I'm just talking about if you said, "Hey, charger. which two Chargers, just as a Charger, is Philip Rivers and Dan Fouts?" Uh, Dan Fouts is probably, you know, I'm i I'm a little biased. Yeah. I'm going to take Dan Fouts. So if you think about That And now Herbert. So look at that. You have two quarterbacks that are from this University of Oregon that are having unbelievable, uh, that's going probably have unbelievable careers as Chargers.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. And so you get like, and I'm telling you, Lorenzo, another person asked him about Justin Herbert and Panay just lit up. And you can tell that there's a real bond there. Because I remember we asked, uh, we asked him, we asked Justin about Panay uh, back when he won the, the rookie of the year. And I asked him about it. And he said, panay a great person our relationship is something a something else and honestly i would love nothing else to play with him but whatever team drafts him is lucky so honestly i i think the chargers kind of need that match made in heaven i feel like obviously you want to expand this offense you want to go receiver you want to go kyle pitts but i truly believe that if if panay sawul is there near you you have to jump up in the draft and you have to grab them i know it'll it'll cost you a little bit of something but i mean the Chargers have nine picks in this draft you're telling me you can't spare a couple of picks i mean what are all nine players gonna be on your roster no so you can jump up hey maybe offer a second next year a third this year i mean you're gonna have to do something but honestly i just feel like Panay will definitely needs to be a charger just because it just seems like him and justin could really make some noise together and honestly If you have that combo and left tackle together position for the next ten years, man, you really got something, something there. So I'm honestly, I honestly hope that um, that the Chargers make the right decision and and really get Justin that help on the offensive line because that's that's been a theme this free uh, this uh, free agency Lorenzo for the Chargers offensive line. All you have left now is that left tackle. If you can cinch up that left tackle position, you're you're like the kids say, you're Gucci. You're Gucci, Lorenzo. <laughs> oh, I got it. You got that swag.
1: You Gucci. You <laughs> be Gucci. You Gucci. You got that swag Roland Fernando. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Whoever they get, I understand it would be great to get, you know, a guy that he's familiar with. Don't know if it's going to happen, but if it does, it would be definitely Gucci. And it's going to be Gucci anyway. The Chargers are just, you know, they can get that position solidified. Get a guy that knows he's going to be there for the next 10 years, a staple that's going to be there to protect their young quarterback. I think the Chargers are going to do that. I think they're going to uh, have every intention to do that you look around the national football league, you look at all the teams, what they're doing that you want to protect your quarterback. When you get your quarterback, your next job as a GM and as a head coach is to protect your quarterback. You look at the Niners. They went out and paid their tackle, you know, gave him a lot of money, showed him, showed him that Brinks truck full of, oh, full yes. of, you know, zeros. So that's what you do. So I look at the chargers and they are, have they have their franchise quarterback in Justin Herbert. So yes, look for those guys to definitely, you know, grab a tackle. So I'm pulling for them. Hope it happens, man. This is always exciting being able to jump on the phone and be able to go on our podcast and talk a little Chargers and just talk the NFL, Jim.
0: I love it too, Lorenzo. I mean, honestly, what 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 better way to 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 spend a good after or a good a good day than talking football and and honestly, like I, we've said it before, it's 24/7 365 now. So, you got any final thoughts, Lorenzo?
1: Do you know what? I don't have any finals, but I'll tell you right now, I'll have a lot for the next episode. We're getting rolling. We got some great sponsors looking forward to continue to, to do build our relationship with our sponsorships as long well as our listeners. I mean, we're having a great time. You and I, Fernando, talking football, talking shop, enjoying it. You keep bringing it. I'll keep bringing it. Thank you guys for all listening to Fernando and Lolo. We always going to try to do the best thing and keep it 100 because we you know it. As you say, Fernando, we're going to keep it Gucci.